joined us from where are you sitting today uh beaver creek ohio beaver, beaver creek ohio um i stumbled upon her i think i don't know if it was a website I, i'm not even sure where i stumbled upon you um but i remember seeing something on your website about uh, being very involved with stem you have uh you're helping people get through their graduate programs tell me more yeah absolutely so i think uh, yeah, I'm glad you stumbled upon my website. That's really encouraging because I, I've been blogging. It started as a blog and now it's expanded to kind of like a podcast and a YouTube channel and all of that. Uh, but I started blogging about graduate school in grad school myself, and it's called howtophd.org slash blog for the blog. Uh, and then I also post on different types of social media to kind of get the word out that I, I do have these resources available for free for students or young uh, professionals as I've kind of moved on from grad school to working uh, in the professional world now in STEM, and, I, and I'm still in that research uh, kind of domain. I think it's very important to like help students because when they're still students, they don't know all their options and they, they're, 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 especially with graduate school, they're ranked a lot of anxiety. Um, and in general, grad school does have a lot of mental illness. Um, so like just, just kind of spreading awareness about that and helping students out with actionable steps. That's kind of the whole goal of my blog and overall content. And now it's kind of grown. So I'm glad, glad you found it. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of, of, of little tidbits in there that, that caught my interest. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it was that you have your PhD in physics. Yes. Yeah. 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 And you're doing some research with that now? Yeah, yeah. So I did. Um, so yeah, I, I actually been doing research for a long time. So something I wanted to mention, uh, as far as like the students, just for their awareness, you can start kind of doing research really early on. Like, uh, I'm not actually from the US. I came over from India to go to college here. And one of the things that I knew and that really attracted me towards uh, US school systems or you know higher education in general in, uh, in in america is that you can do undergraduate research so i actually used to do um undergraduate research in college and then that really helped to get into graduate school and then i did graduate uh research um mainly focused in in physics and more focused i guess uh towards uh particle astrophysics so like that's like the subtopic and then there's the sub subtopic and all that um and then and then yeah i i kind of leveraged my skills from graduate school and some of the techniques that I was using in grad school for my grad research in basically radio neutral astronomy uh, to... Can you say that again? Yeah, it's uh, radio astronomy and then it's done with the particle neutrino. Um, which is a type of lepton. It's uh, like a much, much lighter cousin of the electron. Um, so, so that's why the topic is called particle astrophysics because usually um, you can think of, you know, astronomy, it's, it's really old, a really old field because you can, like you can look up in the sky, night sky, and you know, see the stars, see the constellations. And that's kind of like your traditional astronomy. You can do that with telescopes. So generally, astronomy, astrophysics uh, has utilized like regular traditional methods like using uh, visible light. But you can also 
use basically in the last about 100 years and, and especially in the last couple of decades we've started using other methods um, like you know not just visible light but using like gamma rays and x-rays um, oh, that I should... oh, no, it's gone. Okay, are we back? <laughs> yep, perks of being live. <laughs> my, uh, my... Reminds me to shut my phone down. <laughs> yeah, I was going to uh, ignore my phone, but it goes to my Mac as well because they're all connected. Uh, but anyway, I was saying, like, basically now we can use other particles. Light is a type of particle, but you can also think of doing astrophysics with, like, cosmic rays, neutrinos, uh, gravitational waves, um, and my kind of astrophysics that I did in grad school was, was with neutrinos, like using the neutrinos that are coming out of uh, far away astrophysical phenomena, you, you like can produce neutrinos, even in something like our sun produces neutrinos, um, and you can collect that or like you can make, make measurements of those neutrinos in, in some way or shape, and it's different for every experiment, and that is like uh, the, the, the way of doing astrophysics for, for us. So that's what I did, and I call it, I said uh, radio because it was, uh, the radio waves came out of the neutrinos interaction in its detection medium, and that led to me learning a lot about like how to do experiments with radio waves. And it's it's its own like world. If you once you get into like RF radio frequency type of uh, work, you become like this RF person, and then you realize like you belong in this world. That um, like basically, there's some people that that know a lot about RF work and get really good at it, and, and there's a lot that you can do with that. So now I use that RF background in my current work which actually happens to be for the Air Force. Um, so the Air Force also uses all of these same technologies. It's just the goal is uh, defense and survivability of our warfighters and high value assets rather than astronomy. So it's basically like the method that I was using um, is the same, like it overlaps between astronomy and the defense world, but the goal is not is no longer like trying to learn about uh, astronomy. It's it's to help protect our workers. So that's kind of how I ended up in where doing what I do now, um, which is completely different from uh, what I was doing in academia. But just just what happened. <laughs> um, so you you are a civilian employee of the Air Force as your main job, and then the blogging and all of that is you know, just kind of your side passion? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, it's still a side hustle. I started blogging when I was in grad school and it was very small. Um, I think the efforts have kind of grown now, but I still just do it myself. Uh, and then I, I do have contribution, contributions from other people sometimes, like yourself, you know. Uh, it's, it's nice to collaborate and, and kind of make it bigger than just me doing stuff. Um, but yeah, that, I've been kind of doing that on the side. Like, that's not really... Like, like what sustains me, I guess I still need like a, like a job. Um, and so, yeah, I was actually, so I was in grad school, then I was applying to mostly academic jobs. And then kind of like last minute, I changed my mind and didn't continue academia. And so I thought, okay, I'll try something completely different um, because like the work um, opportunities basically in academia can be very uh, narrow and 
kind of kind of different, I guess, because academia it's, it's very competitive and you know it, it basically involved doing some postdocs and things like that, and then you know maybe becoming a professor. And usually, chances for becoming a professor is really small. So I kind of wanted to open up my options, uh, and this is something that a lot of people kind of struggle with because you know when you've always been in academia, it's it's like the the rest of the world is just unknown. You don't know like how to kind of get a job or do anything outside of academia. And that's how I felt too, especially like the longer you stay in academia, like a PhD program is generally really long. And I was in that environment, which is a very wonderful environment for research and like kind of like doing whatever you're passionate about, but it does kind of shelter you a little bit from uh, the rest of the world and like getting a job and all that kind of stuff. So that's why, that's another reason why I started blogging about it so much because I wanted to let people know that, you know, well, if you're feeling this way, where you're kind of unsure, like what types of jobs you might be able to get or how to even do that or how to write your resume or how to uh, interview. I, I started blogging about all of that as well. So now it's kind of like how to get through graduate school as well as how to, you know, successfully graduate, uh, how to get a job in industry or government. Because I actually, so I went into industry and then uh, as a consultant and I started consulting for the Air Force and then they hired me on. So now I'm directly working for the Air Force uh, because of that. So it's been a couple of transitions and I kind of write about that and, and I have podcasts about the same thing. So it's kind of just letting people know that you have a lot of options if you kind of explore. Uh, even with something kind of like a weird background, like what I did, which is radio, neutrino, astronomy, you know, like what is even that? <laughs> so I think uh, PhDs make people kind of really specialized and you know, focused on this really uh, narrow, focused, narrowly focused thing. But it's always nice to remember that like, your skills are transferable. You can always make yourself useful in some other type of job. And that might uh, teach you more about, um, just gives you more of a perspective and kind of opens up your options more. Um, and then you don't, then you get more confident about the whole job searching and how to do life beyond academia. So I think. Yeah, I think that's really fantastic. And, you know, I think it's, um, you know, probably something that's maybe even a little bit more important for women. Um, being that we bear children and there's, you know, should you elect to do so, there's a good, you know, few month portion in there where, you know, being he heavily involved in anything is, is difficult. And I know we interviewed uh, another fearless female oh, quite a while ago, probably close to a year ago, who um, was in academia and took a, stepped away to raise her children and found that there wasn't really a place for her to go back to because she'd been gone too long and it was so highly competitive. So I think that these are all really great things. Anytime anybody's willing to take their own time to help someone navigate through a difficult labyrinth of life, whatever portion of it, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, that's, that's actually great. I mean, if a person like her can find any use of whatever I put out there, that, that would be awesome. And yeah, for sure, I think uh, telling women about their options more, because clearly, historically, women have not had equal access to all professions, and STEM is definitely... Exactly. It's so male dominated. 
it feels like you don't really belong there. But, you know, if you just make room for yourself, which, by the way, is very hard. But once you start doing that and you gain that confidence, it's also where you can make money. And like that's important, right? So giving women their options, like, you know, sometimes academic jobs can also be very lower, much lower paying, like usually you make about half of what you make in, in outside of academia. Um, I'm not saying like professors make, don't make good money. I mean, ultimately, like when you get tenure and you come up with professors, they, they make good money. But up, up to that point, like postdocs and even assistant professors, like a more junior professor, will make around half, no kidding, half of what they're worth in the real world. Um, like in, like in the like in defense or an engineering job or like a STEM job, if you have like a STEM PhD or and, and STEM is more broad than, than some people might think too, like psychology, social science, that's all STEM. So like if you have these, especially if you have advanced degrees, and I'm not saying you need advanced degrees. I mean, plenty of people I work with have no, uh, they don't they don't have masters, PhDs, whatever, right? Like my plenty of my bosses don't have PhDs, right? Like it's not needed, but if you do have them, if you're thinking about them. And even if you don't have them, I'm just saying that there's a lot of opportunities that is more, I feel like women might not always uh, know about these opportunities. And, and, and yeah, it, it, they might not be the best, like they might not be as attractive because they, uh, they're so male dominated, but you know, there's, things are changing in a way that is at least supposed to uh, support women have access to these jobs so when we take advantage of that we kind of i feel like we have more opportunities at that point like it's more than just like the usually what women would consider for, for professions i think i, I think i try yeah i think so, there's i think there's a, a much bigger conversation about you know not only just women in stem but getting girls into stem you know yeah. which is very important yeah. absolutely and i've been kind of involved in that from the start so, 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 so that's another whole topic. Like we, of course, want to encourage girls into going to STEM and, and they might need this um, thing where we do the outreach and tell them their options because generally boys have been told that they can do everything. And most things have happened for boys, usually not girls. So now we are doing outreach to, to you know, tell the girls that this is for them as well. Like they can do anything they want. Um, I just recently did an air camp, uh, which is kind of like a mix of STEM with the Air Force, um, where we worked on projects with the girls, like they were 14 year olds. We worked on projects with the girls all day. And by the end of the day, they actually flew an airplane. Oh, wow. Like all <laughs> so it's the point is like, if you can fly an airplane, you can do anything. So it's like that empowerment that, you know, the strength and the confidence that comes from doing this type of thing which hopefully we can kind of, hopefully every girl can feel that way, that they can do anything. But then it's also about the field. I feel like the fields have to change and be more welcoming and be more um, open to having women colleagues. I will say that that doesn't always happen. Like I don't always feel like, um, like, you know, like there's diversity and then there's inclusivity. Like we can increase our diversity numbers, but like if we don't, actually include the people who are different from us, then you're actually being just a hostile environment for, for them. Yeah. So I think there's more policies in place now to have 
that like you know for example something like sexual harassment like you know if that happens there's more policy now where you can address it like you don't have to like hopefully you don't have to just kind of like deal with it because you know because and i bring this up because this happens a lot where women are is like a minority like when you're the only woman in the office which I have been on a regular basis, like I've been the only woman in my class or um, like say in my branch or something, that, that happens a lot. And, and that, those types of environments that are so male heavy can be where historically women have had trouble because they're like that odd one out, you know, and they might have some kind of problems because of that. But I, I feel like where we are different now and hopefully better is that there are at least things in place that you can do to address those issues there it's not just like you have to tolerate it because you're in a male dominated field you know so i think i think there's more awareness and there's more policy i'm not saying like it's perfect and we definitely have to do better i think more than anything i think nowadays uh children girls people know that you know they can uh do anything they want more than before uh but the fields themselves, like, you know, I'm in, I'm, I'm in the government, the government or Air Force or physics as a field, if it's academia or otherwise, we, they have to be open up more towards uh, accepting that women, you know, we have to be 50-50. Like yeah, it needs to be more than yeah. just policy. Like, it needs to just be people that understand and believe and embrace women in whatever field they want to be without it being the repercussions of a policy that's on paper. <laughs> you know, it's wonderful that those policies are in place, but come on. <laughs> you know? uh, exactly. Exactly. So I think I've been part of outreach for like so much, but now I'm at the point where, yeah, it's great we're doing this outreach, but you guys, everyone has to change. Like, this is not about just telling the girls that they can do physics. It's also like physics has to change as a field to be better for girls and to be better for women. Because, um, you know, and, and there has to be more uh, representation in the leadership. Like, I feel like those need to be pushed more now where women rec are recognized, they're promoted, they are in the leadership roles 50-50 so that they're in every step of decision-making, things like that. The women with PhDs are, are, you know, the bosses, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I feel like so now I'm starting to kind of go into more leadership roles and like managing and all that. And I feel like, you know, now when I see something like a microaggression at work, I just address it, you know, right directly. And it's become more of a, like, I'd rather do that than let it slip. Absolutely. It you, I think you have to. Yeah. 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 It, it does take some energy and time, yeah. but I'm at the point where if I let it go, that actually uh, bugs me more. <laughs> so now I'm just like, hey, you said this, you did this, this is how you can do better, moving on. <laughs> you know, and, and, and it, like, you know, in the past, women might have thought that they would become, like they would get into some kind of trouble if they did that, because, you know, blah, 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 like you wanna be, just roll with it or whatever. But I think now there is enough of those like rules and stuff that I was talking about in place where you can be like, I'm well within my rights. Like I'm, you know, you can't 
get me in trouble for this. This is actually, you're the one who's wrong. So that, that kind of stuff, I think, is better. But uh, but yeah, by no means, we, we need to do a lot better for sure. We're trying. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I, anytime that I can get somebody to, you know, speak out about, you know, the problems that exist in the patriarchy, I'm here doing yeah. it. <laughs> And I appreciate you exactly. This is exactly, exactly correct. Like it's still patriarchy stuff, right? It's yep. still like a bro club, you know, like a boys club. But basically, like the professional world that's dominated by males just tends to become a boys club. And I think everyone has to be kind of aware and work so that that doesn't happen. Because if you are just chilling, I think that's going to happen. Like, I see that happening all the time. <laughs> and, and, and that does have, like, those... It's it's more nuanced than, like, a direct sexism kind of thing. And it's, it's the nuanced stuff that will chip away at your sanity anyway, right? It's, it's that stuff, which I'm like, I don't see what you're doing. And, you know, I just feel, like, a little bit not part of... Uh, the thing you know with which i am well within my rights to be part of like stuff like that that i think just makes it a less welcoming culture in an organization that needs to be uh we, we need to be careful about basically because um that kind of stuff can really make it so that women will leave those organizations and and, and you can't win them they're gonna go where they're more happy you know like what are you yeah doing? where it's not so tough every day and it doesn't wear you down huh. you know i've definitely ha made that decision that man just just this isn't worth it <laughs> yeah yeah and, and you know i will say this like individually speaking i think every woman just do what makes you happy like this type of thing is very real. If it is chipping away at your, you know, mental peace and whatever, I really think, I mean, so many women, I mean, like yourself, like they, they go start their own businesses. They start their own organization because they've just had enough. And I'm, that, that is inspiring. Women are, you know, they're not taking this garbage anymore. Um, they, they, they're taking control. I think women taking control of everything that's going on, uh, of their lives, careers, whatever. And the more that can happen, the better. I mean, they make great leaders. If they want to run their own organizations, I mean, go for it. <laughs> they're so competent. Like all my, I mean, I've been brought up by, I guess, like a little bit about my personal stuff. Like I've been in my professional uh, career, at every step, I think I've had women mentors, like every multiple of them, and and they have been, you know, they've made opportunities possible for me, and so and they've been like the most competent people I've ever worked with. <laughs> so, yeah. like, and and usually they're like the best, and they're you know super duper highly qualified. They're like the most advanced. They're they manage way more than everyone else, and they they do way more. They work way harder. Um, uh, they, they have high, high, the highest standards. Uh, because well, that's um, the problem. <laughs> that you just you just nailed it right there. That's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's also sometimes can be a little harder to work for a woman because they have such high standards. Because I mean, they're the best because they kind of have to be. Otherwise, they don't get their opportunity. It's just. It's it's exhausting, I guess, <laughs> if you think about it. But I will say that I mean, women do so well 
I really want to say that, I mean, in my experience, uh, I mean, these women, obviously, like, they're so good at their job. Like, they could do anything. Clearly, women can do anything. So, 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 so it's really about women taking control, you know, understanding that and just going, like, just flying. I, I don't think it's, like, hopefully everyone hears that, believes that, uh, because, like, this whole idea that, oh, women might not, be good enough or something I and mean, that's just that's just uh so opposite of what the reality is yeah uh, I, I think women are actually better I and mean, they're they do really really well in all of the technical work all kind of managerial work any any kind of work pretty much they're very competent good workers yes but you know at the end of the day for the most part and definitely not a blanket statement our body mass isn't the same as man's so there are certain things that you know we might feel a little more challenged i know i'm very vertically challenged <laughs> i'm going to have my husband reach that tall thing every time but other than that i don't really need him for much <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. love him to death but <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 exactly absolutely like yeah if you i mean i, I think you know asking for help is completely fine oh, like, yeah. you can do that yeah, like, I feel like, I hope that that's another thing where you can be, I mean, women are people, I mean, people need help, like any kind of person when they run a big thing, like a, you can't run a big organization or a project or whatever, with or your whole life, right, without some help, I mean, I think needing some help now and then, uh, or even regularly and asking for that help is very healthy, it's completely normal, um, hopefully women are doing that and also getting that help, and, and we need, basically, we, uh, us women, we need people who are, like, our allies, basically, you know, like, yes. they they treat us with respect, they, and they will help us as needed, you know, they're not, like, without know, the competition, and, uh, they're not competing, or patronizing, or being toxic, or whatever, right, they, they're just pure allies, you know, they do their part, they do, let us shine, let us do our part, just kind of like collaborate, you know, yeah. like we can all just collaborate and just get along. Um, if if everybody had that had that attitude, I think would be would be good. But that doesn't always happen. There's always like some sneaky um, stuff that goes goes on where you know, like where a colleague isn't like completely transparent with you or something, and there's opportunities that you're not hearing about, but everybody else is. Stuff like that can, does happen, but I think, but I, I think I've also had experience with a lot of allies too, like both men and women. So I'm not saying that like all men are like this. But, oh yeah, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But like, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a societal thing, you know. If it, if it were just a few men, and I mean it's women too. If it were just a few men here and there, you know, it, it wouldn't be such a widespread issue. Um, yes. But there's, there's, yeah. you know, nearly as many women that are, you know, not hip to the cause, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, that is something I have to remember that both men and women are part of society. And if society is sexist, you know, women and men are both sexist. <laughs> so, you know, I, I had a really, really wild experience. Um, I showed up for a women's rally or a women's march a couple of months ago. And, uh, you know, here we are, we're a group of women with a few men sprinkled in carrying our signs about women's rights. And, 
as we were coming back into the park at the end of our march, this guy uh, got into the face of this other woman who happened to be black, and I think he pushed her. And uh, there was an older woman who defended the guy. And it was just like, my mind is blown. We're literally here at a woman's rally. And he put his hands on her because out of the hundreds of women that were here, it was her that he didn't like her sign. And you're defending him? Oh it's crazy. So it, it does, it absolutely does exist. There, there are women who have believed that, you know, we have a place and it's not where we necessarily want to be. So it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. We're working through it. I think you're right. I think you're right. I mean, that, that, that does happen. Um, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's terrible. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's just sad, but hopefully, I hope that at least people understand that, you know, anybody can do anything. And the, the reason for, like some of the, you know, motivations for some of my blogging about these other types of roles beyond academia is also to let people know, like, once you kind of, like, get a job, and so I was talking about how sometimes, you know, your colleagues might not tell you about some opportunity that they're, you know, discussing amongst themselves, stuff like that, but then what I'm also saying, Carol, with that is that in spite of all these types of shenanigans, you can still thrive. Because, you know, like I have in my network in the Air Force, like maybe like a few, like I can probably count on one hand, uh, like a few mentors and, you know, women, and they're actually all women, I think. And uh, they, we, we all discuss like career stuff amongst ourselves. If we're looking at a job or some like, you know, big change or something, like some project stuff, like we all kind of discuss. And um, we're not all in the same office. We're actually all kind of like in different spots. <laughs> like I'm actually the only woman civilian in my branch, uh, which is a pretty, pretty big branch, actually. It's not a small little branch, uh, but I'm still the only woman uh, civilian engineer person in that branch. So like, even, even though we're lower in numbers in these types of jobs, you can still kind of network to find other women and then become like this close-knit of like network of those women who are all kind of similar they're all ambitious they all have goals you know you might be job searching and at that point you're definitely a collaborative collaborative effort which is bigger than and better than just one individual and it's 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 not you know it's it's great it's just awesome and you can kind of thrive just based on that you can kind of just it's like i forget about all the other shenanigans because i have this and, you know, I know that I can rely on them for help and I, I can help them, you know, that kind of thing. And with, with it, it also kind of just makes us more focused too, because because a woman uh, in a field like this can be kind of lonely, like she doesn't have as many friends as like maybe the guys do, because the guys are all friends with each other. Um, we can also be more focused on our jobs because of that. <laughs> yeah. like, I have less distractions because no one wants to be my friend. Um, so I do my job really well, and then I network with my, you know, a few other women, and we help each other, and we find opportunities. So you can, and, and that's just it. 
make your own opportunities, make your own support system, go out and find them instead of, you know, sitting back going, Oh, this isn't really great. Make it great. Do it. Yeah, exactly. I think you can actually do that where it might be a little sad, but if you look on the brighter side of, of like finding your support network, especially I think it's super important to have that little network. Like even if it's three other people, two other people, one other person, I think it's so important to like talk about these things on a regular basis. And like I have a, a woman, fellow woman scientist in the Air Force that even like emailed with her at like one in the morning. And I'm not saying I did that all the time, but like it just helps. Like at one time I needed her, she was there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just nice. Like it just makes you feel much less alone in these types of things. You can see, oh my God, these women are successful. I can be successful, you know? Like it just, Exactly. Normal. Like it's like, oh, I'm not like this alien in this world, right? I, this is normal. I can do this, whatever. And I think we can not only survive, we can thrive when that happens. And you can always, like, you know, you do this job, you don't like it because of shenanigans, you can always be looking for another job. And you can actually progress your career like that too. And and we'll help you. Like, you know, hit me up. Whoever is watching or listening to this, like, you know, we'll help you. So speaking <laughs> of that, um, how do others find you? I know you have your your website, um, howtophd.org. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can add me. I would say one good, good way would be to add me on LinkedIn. Um, it, it's just my name, my Andrew Banerjee. You know, I have a LinkedIn LinkedIn dot whatever slash the professional social network. <laughs> yeah, yeah, professional. So, so you can message me on LinkedIn or you can email me. Uh, so I have an email, oindreeb at gmail.com. So that's just my first name and last initial at gmail.com. Um, and especially if you, specifically if, if it's like anything related with like academia or defense or air force, um, like I'm not, so right, right now my current title is research physicist. Um, in the Air Force here at Red Hat. Um, and I think if, and Red Hat is a huge base with a lot of research positions. So, I mean, that itself could be something like if, if someone who is, you know, in the audience here who wants to get a job outside of academia and they're about to graduate or something and they want to, you know, like for sure, you can feel free to contact me. Um, probably the email I give you is, is fine, or I, you know, I have a, a work email too that I can share. But, but yeah, I, mean, I would say getting kind of incorporated into like, uh, I also do women in defense and ACT-wise, Air Force women in science and engineering, like kind of being part of these types of things and finding your, your little group, uh, doesn't have to be a big group. Um, and you might not like uh, everybody there, you know, you might not find everyone to be as supportive, but but kind of finding some kind of network is always nice, especially if you're new somewhere, like here in Dayton, Ohio, where Red Hat is. I know a lot of people move here for their jobs and then they have no one, like they're just new here. So for that kind of thing, being part of like women in defense or AFWISE or something is helpful because it might expose you, like by doing some of the events, you just get um, meet people and like connect that way. So those types of things would be recommended or just find me. And, um, and what about your podcast? Where where would one go for your podcast? So my podcast is actually on everything. Like it's on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, um, I think radio, something, something. What's so it it's, called? Uh, it's, it's a How to PhD podcast. Okay. 
So it's the, it's the same name. I know that I nowadays my content is more than just about a PhD, but I kept the same name, so it's still it's just called Hot PhD Podcast. But but that by no means I definitely don't want to exclude anybody who is not doing a PhD or doesn't want to do a PhD. It's just the name I started with, and I, I guess haven't come up with something better yet. But um, if you're not doing a PhD, don't worry about it. <laughs> just you know, come on over. <laughs> it's uh, it's basically focused on how to succeed as a student and early career professional and then probably focus on women more because I have that experience personally. So, so I think any, any, anybody of that profile is welcome to any of this content and I, they, might, they might find something useful there. Um, yeah, but, but that, that kind of like the way. And I just want to circle back quickly because when we first started chatting, you said something about, um, you know, one of the reasons that you uh, really started doing this and helping people try to navigate was because of the mental health issues that people were finding in grad school. Yeah, uh, absolutely. What do you, what do you think that stems from mostly why, why that particular group of people struggles? Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, so for me personally, I had a lot of anxiety. Now I think I might just have anxiety in general, so it's not just an academia-related thing, but I do know that there's some numbers where that suggests, and this is just like from the people who reported that I think it's either half or more than half of the grad students have mental health uh, problems. And I think, for me, I think that happens because um, when you're doing graduate school, and this might be true for more than just grad school, it might be true for like a an early career um, academic as well. I think there's just like not very much work-life balance, like your whole life is just work. And you're very much expected to just do your research like all day long. Um, like you go to work, you do your research, you come home and you do more research. Um, there's not really healthy ways to kind of, um, like it's not encouraged. I felt like really it wasn't very encouraged to kind of um, separate from work and do the things that would have helped my mental health. Like, you know, something like swimming, writing actually helps me with my mental health. Like that's, I, I kind of revolted and said that I, I'm going to block for my mental health because I really felt like anything I did that was outside of my immediate research was not really encouraged. Like you were supposed to just do your research all day and publish and- And be um, happy. Yeah. And be happy. that you're there and able to do it yeah yeah for for very low pay and all that so i think it just doesn't have enough support for life is the problem and then that just makes people anxious or depressed or whatever um and also they're not getting the time and space and support to address any of these issues that are getting from bad to worse then it's just going to get worse and so like you know if you if it's not encouraged that yeah you can go home and rest or you can go home and go go for a swing or seek counseling like i really felt like in grad school i didn't have time to have a therapist like it was just like i i tried when i was first in my first year i was still kind of looking and i was, was new in the area that's the other thing and actually you have to move constantly like for every uh, position you usually move to a new area so you have no friends no family probably um, and you know, like your therapist from the last place is, you know, not there anymore. 
and, and that's real, right? Like I laugh, but it's it's serious. It's like I tried to find a therapist in my first year of graduate school, and I it didn't really click with that with the person, and then I just could not like um, make the time and the investment in my mental health to find a better therapist. And I just had to manage it on my own throughout grad school, and that was kind of like killing me. It was I I could not wait to be done. I survival was, of the like fittest that. to the nth degree, right? Sorry, survival of the fittest, like yeah, it's very like that. Academia is very like I think I think this is like a quote from a professor, but I'm sort of like you know I don't want to. I, I think author someone, unknown. Yeah, yeah, author unknown. I think someone actually said like yeah, grad students can can succeed the ones without mental illness. You know, it's. Okay, so like, yeah, it's, it's very, you know, I guess professors, academics have limited funds, they do a lot to get those funds, they want those funds to be blessed by students who are yeah. always fit and well and doing their work without having any mental health problems. And I think all of this expectation, all of the pressure in academia just makes mental health problems worse. It doesn't help and if you don't let them you know, address the problems, it's just going to get worse. So it's, I don't know what it, what it, it might even be lack of awareness, kind of like almost like cruelty. <laughs> well, that was going to be my other question. You know, uh, do you, do you find, or do you know of other people that are, are kind of speaking out about this and saying, you know, what, why does it need to be this way? Why, why? Because I, I, I have heard other people kind of pose that question why to get to this end result does it oh um a friend of mine she wanted to go on and, and do uh, a research a research thing but she's a single mom and she's like there's no way i can do it they there is no part-time aspect for it like you you have to be 110 percent in you know 85 hours a week in order to even be considered and she's like i just can't do it She's like, why yeah. isn't there? A, why isn't there another avenue for this? I really think it's 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 really toxic. It's competitive in a toxic way. And again, even in academia, if you if you look at things like I know in my department, it's again it's mainly all white male professors usually in a field like physics. And I really think that you know how do they succeed, right? How did they succeed? How did they do all this? They went to work all day and they came home and their laundry was done and their meals were made and yeah. their children were cared for yeah. and they probably don't know their birthdays. <laughs> yeah. I really think, like, I, this is another one of those quotes that I can't really directly say, but, like, I think someone said, like, how I got tenure is because I have a wife. Like, so what you need is a wife in academia. You need to be a white man and you need to have a wife. You know, I once, I, I once, when I, I was a single mom for a couple of years and I, I decided I needed a wife, <laughs> not a husband, not a husband. In order to be successful, have tenure, have all of this stuff, you basically need someone to do your life for you, yeah. right? And a wife, a lot of wives do that for their husbands, I think, and these husbands are extremely successful. Well, but you know, 
And I, I think, you know, one of the things that I'm starting to see a little bit more with, with, um, you know, like a, a younger generation of women who are, are branching into a more professional, especially anybody that, you know, maybe was more of a stay at home mom and then, you know, took steps to do something like hiring the housekeeper, hiring the nanny, hiring the, the lawn care, all those things that you used to do that for whatever reason you feel still feel compelled to do, hire it do your thing. It's okay. You don't have to do both because there was such a, uh, you know, such a weird dichotomy of what's expected from women. <laughs> you know, are we, are we supposed to be raising our families and, and mopping our floors? Or are we supposed to be reaching for, you know, career goals? Cause it's impossible to do both, but if you, you know, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I think generally speaking, and patriarchy and all of these things historically might have had a role to play here, but I think generally speaking, a lot of men have gotten away with getting a lot of that help from their partners because, you know, societal expectations and all that, and women, you know, uh, I know so many women have, like, put their careers on the side, or, you know, they used to be really good, but then they gave it up to take care of the kids, you know, this is, like, standard story, like, this yep. is happening all the time, I hear about it all the time, like, we these people out so, so I think that's happened, but, but yeah, if you do want to be, you know, if you do as a woman and without a wife, <laughs> if you don't, if you do want to be successful, I think exactly what you said, like hire the help. I mean, I, I, I get someone to clean my house. I, that's time I have now for my research and, or for relaxation. Yes, absolutely. These people make me really tired. So I don't have the energy sometimes. You know, I just spent uh, a long time, I've been working with a health coach for a really long time. And my, one of my biggest takeaways from the whole thing was, um, and I actually, it was reiterated to me by one of my best friends, when things are, are more difficult and I'm feeling the most stressed, it's time to double down on my, on my self-care. And yes. it's, um, you know, it, 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 and it sounds ridiculous. It took a really, 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 really long time for that to sink in because naturally when things are tough and I'm stressed, my, my instinct is do more, be more, do more, be more, get that done, yeah. Make, check the boxes, get things done. And I was just like, spiral. But if I stop and I take a bath, <laughs> and I journal for a minute. Well, then don't you know, I'm ready to just check those boxes. But I literally had to work with a health coach for months and months and months to learn that enough to be able to say it and sometimes implement it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, so you're so driven, right? So like if you bring, so, and I feel like I, I see a lot of women you know, we're like this. We are so driven. We want to, you know, honestly, we're so goal-oriented. That's why we're actually naturally successful in all of this type of work. So, like, I, I think us being successful and doing really well is not the problem. Us kind of balancing it with taking care of ourselves might be the problem. So, like, yeah, I think you, you totally, you hit it on the head. Like, well, but it's, it's a weird thing that I have to balance even in my message, you know, with both my coffee company and, um, my foundation, I'm all about, you know, ambitious women and, you know, striving to reach more. So I have to also constantly also preach self-care and that being just as important for those goals and that you're going to be more apt 
and reaching those goals if you're you're doing that self care. Um, so it's 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 interesting. It, it the, the the message of ambitious women can't just only be yeah. work work dig dig push push. Yeah. It is all of that, yeah. but it's also when you're tired, rest. Yes. I think you're absolutely right. And I think we'll only do better if we did that because we'll just burn out if we don't rest, if we don't take care of ourselves. And that's happened too with me. And like, you know, that's why I started the blog that it's kind of like journaling and I do a lot of writing for personal, just no blog writing as well. And it's, you're exactly right. If we don't take the time, like it's almost like working smart rather than working hard. Like I, definitely encourage it like take your time yeah you know go go slow slow down and you know if it feels because i mean we're going to do well you know it's just we have to it's it's a marathon especially in the in, in research i think it's a marathon and you, you know sometimes slowing down and, and taking a chill pill and taking rest and everything is, is good it, it, it'll i think it's essential out. I think it's absolutely yeah. essential, you know, yeah. but that pressure, that pressure to succeed, that pressure to be better, that pressure to have to work harder because it takes longer for us for whatever reason is I think what has perpetuated the competition and, you know, the, the, the career advancement by stepping on others and, you know, just overall general burnout. So you know, it's, I guess that's, that's what we're, we're all here to do, you know, is just find our, our, our little niche and explore it and tell others how to not get caught in that trap. For sure. For sure. Like, I think it's completely, you know, sometimes uh, I procrastinate and, you know, and then I, you know, there's, um, there's a, uh, right now, probably I'm, I'm not being like the most, driven for example but like you know it's also weird because like even when i'm not driven like back of my mind i'm still thinking you know procrastination is itself is our own process it's the process of creativity and like it's you know uh, i'm still thinking about how to do how to do things how to do them better you know sometimes you know, i take like a really long shower and i you know think <laughs> it's like or i go for a walk and i like those types of times and those types of um, activities are still, like you said, essential. And I mean, I think that will only make us better researchers and other types of professionals. Like it's not going to make you make you worse. In, in fact, like doing too much work uh, is bad for your health and, and probably bad for your career because it will burn you out. So oh, think, yeah, yeah, stress is the worst, and and stress with uh, women. You know, I. Like I mentioned, I went on this you know, journey with my health coach and I originally reached out to her to lose weight. And, you know, we started with the typical diet and exercise and that wasn't work. I mean, not that it wasn't working. We just somehow naturally moved more into mental health. And don't you know, without the diet and exercise, once I addressed some of the mental health burnout things that, I, you know, the bad habits that I was in about sitting in front of the computer and push, push, push and not doing self-care. As soon as some of that stuff started to flip-flop, miraculously, I started losing some weight, you know, not, not like huge amounts, but it was just like, oh, wow. Okay. So imagine if I actually like worked in some nutrition and exercise, what I could do as long as my, my balance is in. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Such a concept. <laughs> yes. Stress hormones. Yeah, that's that that'll get you. 
every <laughs> time. Every yeah, time. I think you're absolutely right. Like nutrition, of course, great for you and, and, and exercise. Um, for me, I mean, I really think that exercise is a, like, ha, for me, has the most benefits mentally. Like, it's just yeah. good for mental health. Um, but yeah, if I were trying to lose weight, I would probably, like, if I really strategize, it would be more sleep and more relaxation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you really have to start there. Your body won't do anything yeah. if you're all stressed out and it's just, that cortisol is taking over. Absolutely. It's, it's all just the hormones and chemicals and everything. That's what's going on. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, I'm very excited that we were able to share a bit about what you're doing. I hope that there is somebody watching that, you know, really is, is able to utilize this information. I think it's fascinating. Uh, thank you for doing what you're doing and, you know, pushing and, you know, making more room, you know, you're, you're in there making more room for everybody else. And I love that you're also taking some time to, you know, speak to the next generation so that we can see some, you know, big, big changes for the next generation. I have two daughters, myself and a son, and I work, you know, with all of them all the time about making sure that there's, there's room for all of us at the table. So I appreciate what you're doing and we will be sure to have this up on our website along with all of your contact information so people can get in touch with you. Yay, absolutely. Like, yeah, don't hesitate yourself, you know, for your kids or anyone else if you need to reach out, contact me or whatever. Uh, feel free. I would love to, you know, do whatever I can, especially with, you know, having contacts, at least in my in, in the defense industry and the engineering world, I would love to help anybody get a job or whatever. It's, 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 and, you know, that's how I got a job is by getting a referral. So this is, that, that's definitely the way to do it if, if someone's wondering. <laughs> so, yeah. It was funny. I, I saw something the other day, um, and it was ridiculous. It was like a social media post, but it was about um, people that skill collect. And... Um, you know, I do have a habit of collecting skills. I really love to have skills, even if I'll never use them again, having them makes me happy. But it's also like, I also love collecting people and networking oh. opportunities yeah. <laughs> and information on people because you never know, someday I'm going to have a conversation with somebody and you're going to be the one that I'm like, you've got to refer back to this fearless female, get her number. She's the one you need to talk to. So I think it's really fantastic. And I think the more that we, the more that we network, one of the things that yeah. I say often, I have, I have two big things that I preach with my foundation. One is that there should be no competition among women. Instead, let's dance together and attract abundance into our lives. And the other one is we've got to lift as we rise. So that's, that's what we're trying to do here. And uh, I really hope that, you know, your story and everything reaches the appropriate people at the appropriate time and really helps someone. <laughs> Me too. Thank you so much for doing all this. Thank you. Uh, you know, I know it's, we're all very busy. So taking time out of your schedule to, to meet with me is very much appreciated. Thank you. Same here. And thank you for doing it. <laughs> Absolutely. Enjoy the rest of your night. Okay.